We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we have a little mini-sode, a little early Christmas present. I'm joined by Tyler Dunn. He's the operator of the football website Go Long, a fantastic football writer and author of the book Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. Today we're talking tight ends. We're just talking football in general. And then for the sake of sports movies, we're talking about his five favorite fictional football players that are not quarterbacks like as you people know quarterbacks get all the shine just as they do in real football and football movies as well so we're talking about the other guys uh if you're listening to this and think shit i forgot to get a gift for the football fan in my life go grab tyler's book again the blood and guts how tight ends save football great conversation with tight ends of of the present day of yesteryear just excellent writing in general the link for that is going to be in the show notes go buy that i was very appreciative to have tyler stop by hop on this conversation with me was recorded a few weeks ago so so, some stuff in it might not be timely but as you know with this show mostly everything is evergreen uh before we get into it want to shout out the big screen sports patreon group shout out to our producer level patrons that is aaron figueroa mike schubert steve rogers kevin frost mike d ryan yeager mike Dries, chris mikoski john craig sam smith zach rich jason alba stephen debout and classic stadium fire big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show big thanks to the patrons in the year 2022 for participating in the patreon group voting on movies for the show to cover patrons picked almost half of the slate this year i think uh gonna gonna continue that into 2023 going to have more and more say so if you want to have a say in what the show covers go to patreon.com slash big screen sports participate that way and with that let's talk to tyler dunn about his book the blood and guts how tight ends say football and his five favorite fictional football players we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, joining me today, he's the author of Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football, and the Go Long TD newsletter, Tyler Dunn. Tyler, thank you so much for joining Big Screen Sports. It's great to be here, Kyle. Thanks so much for having me, man. I've been uh, psyched to join you for this. So, uh, hey, the pleasure's all here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but first, I want to hear about your book. Um, I, I was introduced to it, uh, I think, from your Twitter account, but also you were on uh, mutual friend Jeff Perlman's podcast talking about it. What made you dive deep on tight ends? Yeah, I think it it's rooted in just a, a love for real football I, I mean like a lot of people I grew up playing the game watching the game writing and talking about the game and I always knew I wanted to write a book at some point you know, I'd covered the Packers at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel the Bills at the Buffalo News um the NFL at Bleacher Report and now go along td.com like you noted there and I I guess I, I didn't really know what the angle would be what the topic would be and the more I really thought about it the more it's apparent it, it, the, the tight end position itself exemplifies everything we love about pure football because you have to do it all. You have to live in the trenches, roll up your sleeves, you know, collect uh, a collage of bruises. But when it's third and long and there's 80,000 fans screaming, I mean, you still have to make that play downfield. So there's the guts, there's the glory, there's everything. And I think kind of the, the, the kick in the butt that really got me going on this book is like a lot of fans. I watch these games today and I feel like the league is trying to find this magical middle ground that doesn't exist. I mean, there's inherent risk that comes with playing professional football that the league almost doesn't even want to acknowledge. Like they just almost have their head in the sands like an ostrich. So I, as a like real football, pure football that, that we grow up on is kind of being, um, you know, challenged at, at, at best and destroyed at worst. I think the tight end position from Dicka, you know, when it really was originated in the sixties to Today with Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, it, it keeps it alive. It keeps real football alive. So that, that, that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, but then it just took on a life of its own when you actually talk to Dallas Clark about his mom dying in his arms or, or Jimmy Graham being like literally left um, on, on the sidewalk by his mom who didn't even want him, you know, and fighting for his life in a group home. It, it kind of became something bigger than the position, bigger than football, really. Yeah, well, and with that, I mean, you hear you talk about the – tight ends being real football. I think every off season we hear a story about such and such guy is trying to get paid like a wide receiver or even like paid like a wide receiver and a tackle because of how much work they do. And it seems like even though we highlight a, a Gronk or a George Kittle or someone like that, it seems like these guys are always, and did you find this always fighting for yeah. the respect that the position deserves? Yeah. I mean, there's an inferiority complex that comes with the position. At one point, Tony Gonzalez, we, uh, we hung out in Austin, Texas, uh, shortly after he moved to the area. Um, I think it was called Soho house, yeah. like this upscale kind of place where 
I definitely don't fit in, but Tony Gonzalez absolutely fit, fits in. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out, like, it almost felt like we were in the church pews more than anything. And he he's seeking the meaning of life. And he's like, man, why do we have, like, these crazy personalities? Why, why are all the tight ends in the movies and barking in the cameras and dancing in the end zone and Yo Soy Fiesta, all this stuff? And his theory is it's exactly what you said. It, it's that they are so underpaid. Um, they have to do everything. I mean, they have to block like a lineman, run routes and catch like a receiver next to the quarterback. Mentally, nobody has to know more than the tight end, which is why they make such great color commentators. They can explain a complicated game in a digestible way. I mean, Greg Olson, I, I talked to him he's for the book as well. So he may good. be the best there is. So good on TV. He really is. I mean, he's, he's amazing. And I, I think it's that. I think that there, there comes a, like anybody in any profession, if you think, what you're doing is not being valued financially. It's going to piss you off. It's going to give you a chip on your shoulder. You're you're going to you're going to want more. You're going to want more uh, recognition, uh, better contracts, just all of that. So I think that's a big reason why tight ends have the personalities they do. And I, I don't know the answer. I mean, they, they've been fighting for more money forever, it seems, and they don't really get it. Tony Gonzalez was great. He's like, man, look at look at Patrick Sir Sertain. I mean, our quarterback in Kansas City. He's, he called – I forget his exact word. I think he called him dog shit. He might have been down those lines. <laughs> he did not hold back, and yet he's getting the big contracts, right? Like the, the wideouts are getting the big contracts, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it, but, hey, I think that's part of what makes the tight end special and unique. And you mentioned you, you cover this big span of tight ends in your book. You talked to Kellen Winslow Sr. and, and – and guys like that who played in the eighties and in the seventies. And, um, we think, I mean, football in general change football changes every five years. Like it, you know, it, it, it evolves constantly. And especially with tight ends want like the emergence of Tony Gonzalez, um, Antonio Gates, like the basketball, the football guys. I always think about like the Vernon Davis draft of being like this, like, wow, we're looking for physical freaks now. When I think he went, he went six or something, the highest ever for a tight end. We think about football changing and positions changing and responsibilities. Were there any interesting commonalities you found between these guys, like a Greg Olson um, or even a Tony Gonzalez, with the guys who who played, you know, twenty years before them? Like, has there been a constant in the position, or is it completely different now in twenty twenty two than it was in nineteen eighty? Man, that's a great question. I do think that there there are so many common threads. I mean, these definitely are uniquely qualified. Um, individuals to become the tight ends that evolved the game schematically saved football to its core. I think what's interesting is the tight end position always chooses you. I mean, outside of, um, you know, Rob Gronkowski, you know, he, I live here in Western New York. And I mean, when he was a teenager, that was when Jeremy Shockey is just running rough shot through defenses and partying like there's no tomorrow living like there's no tomorrow on the back page of all the tabloids, you know, with, with the models, living it up. Rob Gronkowski saw that and was like, ah, yeah, that's what I want. I want to be Jeremy Shockey. And he, he wrote him a letter. Um, that's who he idolized. And obviously he took everything Shockey was just to a completely different level on and off the field. But for the most part, it's, um, you know, it, it's this indomitable drive, like deep within you to, to the extreme. I mean, like Dallas Clark, you know, after he loses his mom, he walks out in Iowa. He's like six, seven string on the depth chart at linebacker. He didn't even have a number at first. It was like three digits and magic marker on all of his stuff. 
and when he did get a number, it was just awful and an ill-fitting jersey. And he's he's uh, mowing the fields at Kinnick Stadium and selling the campus newspaper and going through the ads and be, be he's like a, a test dummy for psychology students and dentistry students because he got free cleanings and it was just really surreal what he went through. He almost you know blew his appendix. Um, and I, eventually, you know, Iowa sees this dude who's just putting up insane numbers in the weight room, insane training numbers. And they're like, wow, you, you're like the natural. They called him the natural. Why are you so terrible at linebacker? And he was. <laughs> he was great on special teams. But a linebacker was like he just got swallowed up. Um, and it took Kirk Ferentz, you know, seeing this ability and saying, well, let's try a tight end. Let's see how this works. And it was instant. I mean, instantly. He was a Big Ten star, and Bill Polian recognizes him. He gets to Indianapolis, becomes Peyton Manning's like best friend on and off the field, and they develop a rapport that changes football as well. So there's so many stories like that where it's somebody who kind of gets into the game, maybe they're a wide receiver, maybe they're a linebacker, and they have this certain set of characteristics and traits deep within them that it's almost inevitable that naturally they'll become an NFL tight end. Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, football books is uh, Nate Jackson's Slow Getting Up. I don't know if I don't, and and his conversion from wide receiver to tight end. It's basically like kind of his last gasp at, at hanging into the league or, or make, finding a place. It's like, hey man, you better put on a bunch of weight and learn how to block. And it's it's a, just a really interesting hybrid <laughs> position. Um, before we get into our, our sports movie portion of this, do you have a favorite tight end? Like you're crunching all twenty two, and who do you like watching the most? All time or current? current nfl let's go both <laughs> Ooh, i like it okay all time i mean i think the best tight end ever is rob gronkowski uh the timing of when he really broke onto the scene it coincided with the league kind of in that identity crisis and not knowing really what it should be that he just reminded everybody that you know violence is fun and inherent to the sport and he blocked and he made plays downfield and he was fun as hell so I'd go Gronk is the best favorite though. Probably Dallas Clark. You know, that's one that definitely blew my mind. We, we could have talked for days on end. His stories are, are so inspiring. And I think people will really enjoy that chapter. Um, it's just, I don't, there's, there's just something about Dallas Clark that is America when you really get to know him in so many ways. I mean, he just decided to, he had a midlife crisis and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to train, train to run the marathon and try to raise a million bucks for, for, for charity. Like, just, just for the heck of it. Why not? That's awesome. Um, today, it, it is really. Um, today's a, I'd say, you know, I, I get it. It hasn't really been the start that maybe everybody thought. I really do think Kyle Pitts is really? going to take the tight end. Yeah. and you, There's you a bunch of fantasy owners right now listening to this and just <laughs> screaming at you. Well, I mean, it's going to take better quarterback play and a better offense, but I kind of turn that corner. The more I, I talk to these old timers, you know, for, through the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, the 2010s, and to a man, even, even the guys who did enjoy blocking say that this Kyle Pitts, the position is going to be in really good hands. And he, he he's not built like they were, uh, but they really think, that if somebody can break the pay scale and just take this position into another stratosphere that they only dreamt of, it, it's, it's a Kyle Pitts because he can run routes, get separation, do things athletically that, that, that they, they, they could only dream of, honestly. And I do think he has a work ethic to him. I, I don't know if he's like a Dallas Clark, you know, uh, selling the campus newspaper and mowing the 
fields at, <laughs> on campus. But I, I've talked to Kyle Pitts. I've gotten to know people around him. I do think that he is going to put in that work to take advantage of the gifts he has. Awesome. Well, I, I will be more than happy to watch that, watch that unfold. Um, I, you know, I am not, not one of the damned who drafted him in fantasy this year, but I mean, all, all the tool, I mean, they, they picked him in the top 10. They picked him over some quarterbacks for a reason. So looking forward to that, but let's, uh, let's dive into the sports movie portion of this. I, I reached out. I wanted to ask you kind of like in general, quarterbacks get all the shine in, in sports movies. You know, you've got your, you know, your Paul crew, your John Moxon, you know, your sunshine, what have you. Uh, I wanted, you know, I, I wanted to hear what your top five sports or football movie players, non quarterbacks would be. And just, with, with football movies, I know some people who, uh, like Jeff Perlman, who we mentioned earlier, doesn't doesn't like a lot of sports movies because he sees the inaccuracies and he has trouble watching them. Where are you at on football movies? Oh, I love them. Absolutely sell out on all the football movies. You Come on, Perlman. What the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that if, if I'm just like flipping through the channels and, and the water boys on, like I'm just going to stop everything I'm doing and watch the water boy. Varsity Blues, same thing. Yeah. Uh, probably because it reminds us of like high school football ourselves. And there's so many high school football movies, but there's always like a moment, a game, a character that just brings you back to Friday night lights instantly. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and I mean, and on Friday night lights for me, that's, that's the best football movie. I, I love Friday night lights. Uh, I went, I went to college in Odessa, like I'm familiar wow. with, the, with the territory and, yeah, lo- big big fan. So, but just just breaking down, uh, breaking down your let's let's r- run into your top five. What's your number five? All right, I did, and I actually have a notebook here. So oh, we did we did our homework. Love to see that. Try to, okay, number five. Let's go with uh, let's go with Billy Bob from Varsity Bill, Blues. Billy Bob, you, going with the lineman. Billy Bob stays in the game, even if his limbs are falling off. He stays in the game. Um, I don't know. He's huge. He's massive. Uh, even even by you know comical movie proportions i feel like he had a, a lot of mass so he's yeah. gonna he's gonna clog things up in there for you yeah the late great ron lester have you seen uh not another teen movie before <laughs> i've seen the part you're gonna talk about the, right the, par- the parody when he he's reggie yeah. ray he's unconscious it's one of my one of my favorite football scenes in movie <laughs> history with with captain america chris evans at quarterback <laughs> That's right. He's unconscious, but Billy Bob stays in the game. <laughs> the, uh, the the coach, the, just the the goddamn it, the coach. It's just that that kills me every time. That's one of the one of the scenes I'll watch on YouTube every now and then. Just just laugh. It, it kills me. Oh my god, you're right. I've never seen the movie, but I've seen that part. So that, that speaks a lot to the scene itself. I haven't seen the movie in years and I got to think it's one of those ones that you watch in 2022 and you're like, how did this get made? But, uh, you know, it's, it's just funny that Chris Evans is in that. He ends up being captain America and all these other things, but, uh, it's, it's a great, great parody football scene. And I, I mean, Billy Bob, I, I love varsity blues. Varsity blues was one of those ones where it was on, it felt like it was on MTV every single weekend. Like you couldn't, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think I've seen it in bits and pieces 40 times. You're right. It, it, that's another one. If it's on, it doesn't matter like what part you're you're jumping into. You just have to stop everything you're doing and watch it because it's it's crazy. I mean, like the the, the dads setting up the beer cans on their heads, and I mean all 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 the detail. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's a real sign of the times. The soundtrack bangs because it's an MTV movie. Uh, young Paul Walker, Vanderbeek, just good good stuff. Um, okay, so who's your number four? 
Number four, let's go with um, Spike from the Little Giants. From the Little Giant. Oh, man. So I, I covered the Little Giants on this show earlier this year. And me and uh, my guests for that one really speculated on where Spike is now in, in 2022. And not a lot of not a lot of good suggestions. That's a great question. I would have no clue what Spike is doing in, in real life these days. We we kind of speculated that that Spike made some travel plans around January sixth, and that's about as far as, <laughs> as as far as we got. But I mean, he he was a menace. So where is Little Giants as part of that? Um, in the in the nineties, there was like this renaissance of sports movies about kids for kids. There was like Little Giants, Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, uh, The Big Green, and, and stuff like that. Does Little Giants take the cake for you in that in that genre? I guess the Sandlot is kind of in there. Oh, no doubt. I, I think it's the, the nostalgia is through the roof, right? Because that's right in our wheelhouse. If you're in your mid 30s, like that was you, that, that movie was made for us. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're playing peewee football and watching the little giants. So it was awesome. And yeah, I mean, it, there's just uh, it, it still holds up today. Like there's just so many moments in that movie. They can just they just crack you up. And schematically, the annexation of Puerto Rico I don't know why it hasn't worked its way into Sean McVay's playbook, you know, or anybody's playbook for that matter. Just uh, Mike McDaniel might be a candidate for that. Yeah, Mike McDaniel would be a good call. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah um, no, that, that's a that's a good one. I always too wonder. It, it's we've got the Heisman Trophy winner, like you know, the Heisman Trophy. There's always there's obviously been the jokes about like the future, like Stetson Bennett, Kia, and Stetson Bennett Chevrolet, like those going to be around Georgia. But the Heisman Trophy winner is rarely back in his back home, actually at the dealership trying to trying to make sales. It's usually just the name. So it's a, it's a long fall for a guy in that movie. It is, yeah, absolutely. And it, I like these uh, sports movies that incorporate like current NFL guys because sometimes that doesn't hold up. Like, isn't Steve Entman in this movie? Like yeah, Bruce Smith, Emmett Smith, and then like Steve Entman, who was just a bust or just yeah, the last. Madden shows up in, on the bus too, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Lo- love a little pro athlete cameo in a sports movie. It adds that little extra layer of of authenticity. So, okay, who's uh, who's your number three? Number three, uh, let's go with uh, Daniel Bateman at linebacker from the replacements. Oh, Favreau, man, hell yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and that's probably a factor into it, like we know how he's just behind some of our favorite movies of all time. And there he is in the replacements playing linebacker with a bloody nose. So yeah, he's, he's got to, we got to get some defense in there for sure. Yeah. He's I, the replacements is a movie for me. It might be the football movie I've seen the most, I think, cause again, it's on TV all the time. And in terms of, of pro football depicted a movie, like obviously it's not over, you know, the most realistic in the world, but for me, it's like that in any given Sunday. But I, I love the replacement. The replacements makes me feel so good. The entire movie. Yeah. And yeah, that's another movie that probably you wouldn't see today just because uh, it t- today, if you were to do it, you'd say, Oh no, those players are on strike for a reason. They deserve more money. And they would, the scrubs would not be glorified. Today. The scrubs are absolutely just spit on today. Like how dare you continue this product? Uh, so that, that's kind of cool. Kind of gives us some, uh, classical nostalgia in that sense because it's not it's not gonna happen again that's exactly it every time i've talked about it on the show the movie is is really anti-labor 
but you you love these guys. Like there's a line in in the beginning of the movie. It's Hackman. He's talking with the owner, and Hackman says a line like they the players ran off to their mansions, and he's talking to the billionaire owner of a football team, and it's just like it's the the thinking has completely flipped. I know, I know. It's 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 of such a time, but you still love it. You still exactly. You still love it. I mean, they had the the stories behind all of these guys in there, so. Yeah, it's like now that doesn't that doesn't get out of the meeting. That even that conversation isn't even had in a meeting room for a movie today. No, no, but uh, there are so many players. That movie also it does a really good job of highlighting players other than the quarterback because there's a bunch of choice. Like yeah. you said, they give the backstory of all these guys, like the uh, the offensive linemen. We get multiple backstories for offensive linemen. It might be the only movie in history that puts in any yeah. sort of backstory for multiple linemen. You're right. The uh, the guards, right? Yeah, the the brothers, and the sumo wrestler in there, yeah. I think. Yeah, a lot of a yeah. lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff. Um, okay, what is your number two? Number two. Okay, this is uh, this is one that might catch you off guard. I think I referenced him. I referenced this character in the Blood and Guts. Okay, Turley from the y- Longest Yard, the reboot. Oh, yeah. The oh big man. Ass fullback. So, yeah, the 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 seven foot fullback. Yes, he's just who plays ping pong, right? When he's in prison, <laughs> he's, he's huge. He, he's like seven feet tall, four hundred pounds. I mean, you, he he could play any position and dominate in basically any sport. I think. So, as like pulling into because so Turley with the great Kali, the wrestler. Why don't why aren't more of those guys like recruited to play foot like? freaks of nature like is he too big you're probably right yeah he's probably i guess i don't even know what the numbers really are right now but like derrick henry actually isn't that great in short yardage for for a while he wasn't which is crazy Mm -hmm. because you just think he'd run over everybody but maybe it just takes too long for turley to get going to convert that fourth and inches so he gets you know kind of gang tackle behind the line of scrimmage he, he probably is too big. You're probably right. But, yeah. you know, if we're talking about movies, yeah, dominant. Yeah. It works against the guards. It, it, it works yes. against the guards. Okay, so I have a, I have an inkling of who your number one is, but who is your number one? I mean, it's a slam dunk, right? It's Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> it's got to be Bobby Boucher. I mean, to just uh, single-handedly take over games from the linebacker position. Uh, change football forever. I I think that if there's going to be a second edition for the blood and guts, we got to move on. Uh, move on to linebackers and devote maybe multiple chapters to Bobby Boucher. Yeah. I mean, really the original Micah Parsons, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At at any given moment, he can just take over a game from the position. You just just don't see it. So, yeah. Could could do a little bit of everything. And I I still love the water boy. Uh, Just, I mean, that you and I are around the same age, that, that Sandler run starting with like Billy Madison to, I guess, like Big Daddy or Mr. Deeds, however long you want to stretch it. It's just, it's unbeaten. So good. So good. I mean, and it's just, yeah, I, I think it, it, it maybe it's bi- bias in a sense because it's the late 90s, right? We're both early teen teenagers. The mm. movies are really popular. I mean, I can remember seeing that right when it came out. And oh, yeah. you had the ESPN highlights cut in. Same deal. Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower. Uh, they're, they're sitting in the stands. There's just so just some iconic, iconic characters. It's Maybe maybe one of the greatest football movies of all time. From like 1990 <laughs> to 2010, adding ESPN into a sports movie was dynamite. Like it never missed. Like the Longest Yard did it. They had Berman. 
uh, Kingpin does it. Like if you had the ESPN, you know, you got the the SVP cameo or whatever, you know, the Berman cameo. It it was dynamite. It worked every single time. Because it, I think uh, Dan Patrick, I mean, he's he's talking about Bobby Boucher, right? Is that this? Is other schools experimenting? Michigan tried out the towel boy. <laughs> he ran into a laundry list of problems. He's just you know unconscious on the on the field. So you're right. It works because you have that ESPN branding behind a Dan Patrick's voice and it's you know objectively hilarious it's so good yeah I tried to uh, I tried to scour and find like a notable tight end in movies like a fictional tight end the only one I could think of was from the replacements of Roy from the office is the tight end I was gonna put him in here yeah you're right that's right he's deaf yeah yeah but um, made some big plays though. Made some big, some big plays if I remember. Made the play. Made made the final play. That that catch in the end zone. Uh, Hackman says if he wasn't deaf, he would have been a first round pick. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Another thing that you probably couldn't do today, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely not. But. Uh, Tyler, I think that's where we're about up on time. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Tell the folks where they can follow you, where they can check out the book. Hey, thanks so much, Kyle. It's great hanging out with you here. GoLongTD.com is my site. Um, long form journalism around the NFL, just traveling the country uh, where we're going hundred miles an hour now. Got a, uh, got a lot of features up. This was actually in South Florida uh, for a Tua Tonga Viola series that folks might enjoy. He's a content machine for just about every reason. And um, if you subscribe annually, uh, just hit me up on there and we'll get you a book, Blood and Guts, How Tight End Save Football. So, uh, yeah, try to cross-pollinate best we can here. Yeah, that's the move. Uh, yeah, you got to tap into those the two Anon folks. Uh, really, really yes. into the goings on with two, uh, folks, all those links are going to be in the show notes. So check those out. If you enjoyed this episode of big string sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review. If you're on Apple podcasts or Spotify, and we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.